Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com, and I'm joined today by Paul Cafone, Chief Executive Officer and President of CACI International, one of the largest business, professional, and technology services companies working with the military and federal government. Welcome, Paul. Well, thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be with you today. President Obama has been in office about a year and a half now, and cybersecurity, he says, is a top priority. How would you grade the government's approach to cybersecurity? What has impressed you? What areas do you feel the government should do more, should place more emphasis on? First of all, I give great credit to the administration for identifying this as a high-priority area, bringing a national awareness to it. Having said that, the pace of activity is not what it needs to be. There are many competing priorities that we have today, of course. We have global economic conditions that have caused the deficit spending. We have two wars that are ongoing. We have an oil crisis going on in the Gulf. There are so many different priorities, health care, immigration reform, energy reform. I think we're trying, probably as a family here, we're trying to do too many things. If this were my family, I'd call for a family meeting and say, we're trying to do too much and we're not going to get enough of any one of these things done unless we put them in some sensible priority order and tack the most important first. Cyber defense suffers from being one of many priorities. Is there a solution? We have to sort out which things are most critical and which things are most urgent. So there's the concept of importance and urgent, and those ought to be dealt with first. Obviously, oil flowing into the Gulf is both important and urgent. That would get my vote as a high priority, along with the wars that we're fighting. But everyone would have a different list. It's not so much who has the right list. It's getting a list and then sticking to that that priority stack and not trying to attack everything at the same time for many of these important imperatives. A disadvantage of cyber is that maybe there is the equivalent of that oil flow we see in the Gulf, but because it's virtual, you don't see it. I think that's an excellent insight, Eric. Cyber attack is a silent enemy. In fact, the more sophisticated adversaries are going to slip in and slip out, hoping they'll be undetected. Not true of a cyber terrorist who will come in once in a soft spot and cause much trouble. But a nation state who is sort of doing reconnaissance and mapping of the battle space, the electronic battle space, will try to slip in and slip out undetected. There's no advantage for them to be causing a stir. While we're able to, as professionals, we can detect all the attempts, we know that there's a large number of attempts. I separate penetration from an attack. Penetration is somebody is doing a probe and getting inside. Attack is somebody causing harm once they're there. There is not so much of the intentional harm. There's a lot of penetration. And uh, it's not like an oil spill, which is a, ha- is a catastrophe, a visible, national, global, actually global catastrophe. Cyber could emerge that way if we're attacked and it caused a major disruption to our supply chain, our food supply, our water supply, our medicine supply. Overnight, cyber could suddenly become the most visible. The other element of cyber is we tend to think of it as the Internet, computer boxes that are tied to the Internet, when in fact almost everything in life today in in Western society has got computer technology embedded in it or associated with it in some way. And all of that supply chain, if you will, or configuration is vulnerable. 
That supply chain is not a supply chain that's domestic. It's an international supply chain. So necessarily all of the piece parts of the infrastructure that is either made up of computers or is controlled by computers, its origins are global. In that sense, the vulnerability is high. In a way, I'm amazed we haven't had a catastrophic event already. Just to clarify point, as you as you make a priority, would you put cybersecurity sort of after, I guess, uh, the Gulf uh, oil spill, the wars, and the economy? Yeah, I'd probably put it right in there, in that pack, right behind those. There's a lot of debate going on in Congress regarding cybersecurity, including the role of the president in imposing measures to order privately owned operators to the nation's critical infrastructure in the event of a cyber emergency. What's your take on all that? I really think that the, the time for partnership is now before we have a problem. Defining how we're going to behave after we have a crisis is probably better left to other people. The more Important work to be done is to build the partnerships we need now to harden our defenses as a nation, both uh, the public side and the private side. I would focus energies on the forming of the partnerships, the triage of the critical infrastructure, uh, the sharing of information, the creation of standards, the measurement of progress against a set of standards, that's where I'd be putting all my energy. Of course, somebody's going to have to be responsible for what do you do to clean up after an event. That's not the first thing I would work on. I put more energy on the, on the uh, planning, preparation, and partnership. My reading of the Lieberman-Collins-Carper bill seems to call for that. You know, the idea that maybe having industry involved in defining what should occur if there is a cyber emergency and the president must act. That's important. That's the creation of a law that defines what government agencies will intervene on behalf of American people if there is an attack. That's important, too. Granting of those rights are important. But I just wouldn't put that at the front of the list. I just think there's so much work to do on the other end of it. Mitigation so that we don't have a likelihood of a catastrophe goes down. And I, that's just uh, my view of where to put the emphasis. Paul, I enjoy my time talking with you. Okay, well, thank you for, for taking the time, Eric, and uh, it's been a pleasure. That's Paul Caffone, Chief Executive Officer and President of CACI International. And I'm Eric Chabra of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening.